This is episode 15 of Fam Life with Phil Gomez and the Rising Man Podcast. What's good, y'all? Phil Gomez here, and this is Fam Life on the Rising Man Podcast, where we talk all things lifestyle, relationship, and focus on amplifying the voices of people of color. Got a real good one for you today. Today's episode is all about time management. Now, before we get to that, I want to let you guys know about the Brotherhood. If you haven't heard of the Brotherhood, it is a community of men who are all doing the work to be the best men that they can be. If you are a guy that's looking for connection, looking for accountability, looking for being in a container with other like-minded men who are committed to being the best men that they can be, and you're tired of doing it alone, the Brotherhood is for you. If you want to learn more about it, go to risingman.org, learn more about the Brotherhood today. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. How many times have you heard, focus on your vision? How many times have you heard, know what your priorities are, focus on your values, and move towards being the man that you want to be? It's thrown all over the place. We are always hearing and we kind of always know in the back of our mind that we need to put in the work or we need to commit ourselves in order to creating the life that we want. It's a, it's like a very common, well-known fact. And I know for myself, I hear it so much that I am in agreement with it. And at the same time, I don't really know a functional, practical way of pursuing that, of, of really becoming the man that I want to be or really creating the life that I want. Again, this is something that I've heard so frequently being in the self-help, self-improvement, personal development space. And me personally, I, I'm a guy that likes practicality. I love practices. I love um actions, clear specific actions that I can take in order to achieve whatever goal it is that I want to create for myself. Now, don't get me wrong. It is uh, essential to be clear on what your priorities are as a man. It is essential to have a clear vision and know what it is that you want to create, right? If we're all the, uh, the creators of the masterpiece, which is our life, we have to have a vision of what that masterpiece we're creating what we want it to look like. And obviously that's dynamic and changes as we're on the way towards creating it or when we're in the process of actually creating it. However, today we're going to talk about how you actually create that. So this distinction comes from a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Now, this is a book that's been around for a while. You've probably heard of it. If you haven't read it, you probably know someone that has, or you probably have heard the name thrown around. It was written in 1989, so it's been around for a while. Um, there are seven habits, obviously. That's the name of the book. However, today I'm going to talk about the third habit, which is putting first things first. Now, when I first read this, it was a game changer for me, uh, mostly because it brought some practicality to how I can be the master of my time, how I can manage my schedule and my day-to-day -day actions in order to actually progress and move towards the vision that I want to create for myself. It also really helped give a breakdown of what I was doing wrong and what I can focus on doing better in order to create those results that I actually want to create. So 
in putting first things first, uh, Stephen makes this distinction of we can define everything that we do in two different categories. Everything that we do is either important or not important and urgent or not urgent. So if you put those together in a quadrant, you have quadrant one, which are things that are important and urgent. Quadrant two, which are things that are important but non-urgent. Quadrant three, which are things that are urgent but not important. And then quadrant four, which are things that are not important and not urgent. So what I'm going to do is go through these four quadrants, talk about kind of the characteristics of them and some of the common breakdowns that occur in them. So let's start off with quadrant one, things that are important and urgent. These are deadlines. These are things that have to be handled right away because if they're not handled right away, there is going to be some sort of immediate consequence um, or negative action that is going to occur from not doing the thing. So this could be um, task at work, right? This could be a specific email or phone call that you have to make because it's pertinent. Again, if you don't do it, it's going to have a negative impact on you. Uh, could be a bill that's due. So, so this quadrant is characterized as the procrastinator. If you're a procrastinator, you're constantly putting things off, then you will not do things until they are urgent and important, right? You are constantly not doing things until it gets to the point where it's urgent and important and then you have to do it then right so we're just constantly putting out fires constantly handling the thing that has to get done and that's where we end up putting most of our focus on now for a lot of us this is what our life is characterized by right we are constantly feeling like we're doing the thing that has to get done and that's all we have time for that really just sucks up all of our time now this can be countered by planning ahead and by doing things before they become to that sense or point of urgency. And that's a different quadrant. So we'll get to that in a sec. So if you are a procrastinator, you're going to be doing these things all the time. Again, constantly putting out fires. And if you are constantly putting out fires, you are most likely going to feel stressed, feel overwhelmed, and eventually get to the point of burnout. So take a moment and just think, how many of the things in your day or in your week or in your month fall into that first quadrant? How many things are you doing on a daily basis that you absolutely have to get done? Because if you don't get it done, it's going to lead to a long string of problems, headaches, and severe consequences. What's the percentage for you? Just take a moment, think about it. Is being a procrastinator part of your identity, right? Is it something that you would characterize yourself as? I know for myself, uh, prior to hearing this distinction, I was a huge procrastinator and I still am a procrastinator. And it's something that I'm working on getting better at. However, I found that I was having so much stress in my life and I couldn't spend time in any of the other quadrants because I was constantly putting out these huge fires that was a direct cause of me not doing things in a timely fashion or a timely manner, not handling things before they got to that point or sense of urgency. So that's quadrant one, things that are important and things that are urgent. I'm going to skip ahead to quadrant three. So quadrant three is things that are urgent, but not important. Now this person that spends the most time in quadrant three, spends most time on things that are um, urgent but not important is defined as the yes man, 
right? So this is the person that is perceiving urgency of the task at hand based on other people's expectations or based on the priorities of other people. So this might be um, a good example of this is if you're in a deep work session, you're working on whatever, uh, a paper for school, or you're working on uh, something that's for work that you have to get done, and then your phone rings, right? And it's a phone call from someone who you care about, right? But it's it's not really urgent at that moment, right? Or sorry, it's not it's not important at that moment. What's most important is the thing that you're actually working on. However, if you take time to answer that call, right, to talk to that person because you feel like this person's going to be upset at me if I don't, or this person called me last week and I still haven't called them back, right? We're starting to take on another task that takes us away from the task at hand in order to please another person or in order to meet what we perceive as their priority. Now, this is also characterized as spending time on things that have little to no impact on our greater goals or on our life as, as a whole. Right. So if we're constantly spending time in quadrant three, we are always seeking to please other people. Right. Or we're always seeking to take care of things that are going to make other people happy or are going to meet their priorities, their expectations and their desires. However, we are looking away from or we are not handling the things that are actually most pertinent to the vision that we have for ourselves or the goals that we have for ourselves. So one great distinction to know if something is not important but urgent is asking yourself the question, how does this task or how does this thing that I'm doing, how does this action, uh, how does it relate to my goals, right? How does it relate to my overall goals for myself and for my life and for what I'm up to and what I'm uh, pursuing or moving towards? How does it relate to that? If the answer to that question is it doesn't really relate to it, then it's probably not as urgent as we're making it. Another question we can ask for things that are in quadrant three is, does this matter to me? Very simple question. However, how often do you take a moment to ask yourself that when a task or uh, an action comes up, right? So if you take a moment to ask yourself, does this matter to me? It can really help you determine whether this is a quadrant three problem, right? Or this is a quadrant one problem or action. Does this matter to me? The most painful part of spending a lot of time in quadrant three, spending a lot of time focusing on things that are urgent but not important, is that we are selling out our goals and our plans and our mission for the sake of someone else's priorities. Now, don't get me wrong. There's life is life and I'm a human being. And sometimes other people's priorities are are important, right? They actually matter to us. And maybe in some way, shape or form, they relate to our goals. But more often than not, other people's priorities don't matter, right? They're something that we consider. But at the end of the day, who is going to take a stand for our goals, right? Who's going to take a stand for the masterpiece of our life that we're creating? Now, if you never take a stand for it, then you're always going to be putting off those things that are important to you, but maybe not as urgent for things that are not important to us or important to other people and urgent. So again, for quadrant three, two big questions to ask yourself is, 
How does this relate to my goals, to my vision, to my plan? And does this matter to me? So that's quadrant three, going to quadrant four. Quadrant four are things that are not in purge. Mm. Quadrant four are things that are not important and non-urgent. Now, this is the this is where we waste time, right? This is the slacker. This is the um, binge watching TV, um, you know, doing things that just really don't matter. In no way, shape, or form do they actually add to our life, right? Now. You know, sometimes we need to watch TV, right? Sometimes we need to hit the off button and chill for a sec. So if we're spending too long in quadrant four, essentially we're wasting our life, right? We're wasting our life force. We're wasting our time. We're delegating our time to things that don't matter at all instead of using that precious time towards actually creating the masterpiece, towards actually working towards the vision, working towards the goals that we have for ourselves and for our life. Now, this is, I'm super guilty of this one, have been in the past, still am at times. How many times do you find yourself doing things that really serve no purpose, right? We're doing them just to take our mind off things. We're doing them to numb ourselves. We're doing them to uh, just disassociate, right? To to escape some of that burnout, some of that... Um, stress and some of that discomfort that we're feeling probably from all the time we're spending in quadrant one, right? All that time we're spending putting out fires and being at a high stress state in order to uh, avoid the consequences that would come from not doing those things by spending all the time there. We need to hit the off button, right? We need to hit the exact opposite. Um, We need to hit the exact opposite quadrant in order to decompress, in order to de-stress and in order to, you know, in some way, shape or form, regulate ourselves. So when we're spending too much time in quadrant one, too much time um, recovering or making up for lost times from us being a procrastinator, we have to go to quadrant four and focus on things that are not important and not urgent in order to get back to some level of homeostasis or in order to get back to a state of being less stressed. So the imbalance in one quadrant can lead to an imbalance or, you know, really a huge shift into way too much time in quadrant four. So that's quadrant four, things that are not important, things that are not urgent. And essentially, it's the slacker doing the things that make no difference and have no impact on your life. So I did one, did quadrant three, and I did quadrant four. Quadrant two. Things that are important, but are not urgent. Now, this is the most important quadrant out of the four. It is the one that really uh, defines personal management, time management in a high level way. And essentially, it is the most important and it tends to be the most neglected. Now, things that fall into this one can be fitness and health Um it can be, uh, you know, if you have a current job doing, say, I'm a physical therapist, right? So if I have a cur- my current job being a physical therapist, however, I have a dream of being a artist, right? Or a dream of um, being doing music or a dream of being a coach, whatever it is. I have this uh, this vision of having another uh, form of income or just a, or just giving my gift in a different way. Um, Things in quadrant two would be all of the actions that I would take in order to become that artist or that coach or whatever it is that I want to be that's different than what I am now. So it's really easy to 
put this off because they're, again, things that are not urgent. They are important to us, right? They're in alignment with where we want to go and what we want our life to look like. However, they're not urgent in the sense that they don't have any immediate impact, right? They don't have any immediate strong consequence. So it becomes really easy to put it off. The best example is our health and fitness. So if I don't go to the gym today, I mean, nothing really bad is going to happen to me, right? There's no real immediate consequence. Maybe I wouldn't have as much energy as I would if I did go to the gym, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to die from not going to the gym today, right? So it makes it really easy for me to excuse myself from not going to the gym in order to handle something that's in quadrant one, to handle one of those things that's really important and really urgent. And if I don't do it right now, shit's going to hit the fan, right? So again, this is why quadrant two, things that are non-urgent but important tends to be the most neglected one. It is also the one that has the highest long-term rewards. So again, this is the area where we're focusing on actualizing the vision, right? Spending time on things that are going to produce fruit in the future. So the long-term rewards are really high. The short-term rewards are not so high, right? You're not going to get much of of an immediate hit from, from doing this. So again, just to use the gym as an example, yeah, you might have a nice pump after the gym, right? You might uh, feel pretty good afterwards and, and have a you know, a little bit more energy. Um, however, if your vision is to have a six pack and swole arms and all that, that's going to take time, right? That's not an immediate outcome, right? That's not something that we're going to see right away within a week or two weeks, right? It's something that after putting deposits in that bank over and over and over again, over a period of time, we're going to eventually see those long-term rewards that we're looking for. Now, what happens is these things are never going to become urgent until it's too late, right? So your vision of being uh, being an artist, just go back to that one. Your vi- vision of being an artist instead of a physical therapist is never going to be urgent until it's too late, right? Until it gets to the point where you're like, fuck, I'm too old, right? Shit, the, that sail, that ship has sailed, And that's no longer a possibility. Then it becomes urgent. But again, it's too late. There's nothing you can do at that time. Or, you know, the gym. It's like I constantly or I repeatedly am saying, no, I can't go to the gym because I don't have time. I can't take care of my physical health because I don't have time because I have all these other things in quadrant one, all these other things that are important and urgent that need to get done now. I got to put these fires out now or else I'm going to be fucked. Until it gets to the point where I'm unhealthy. I'm, you know, 50 pounds overweight. My, I have heart problems. I have um, cardiovascular problems. Like I, I, all these things have now added up because I've put off going to the gym for so long that now I'm in a urgent health matter, right? That now it shifts over to um, being important and urgent, right? Because I have some sort of health condition that has stemmed from me not taking care of my physical body. So what's essential for the things in quadrant two is being able to identify and establish what your long-term goals are, 
Again, this is all about vision. If we don't have a clear vision, it's really hard to work or identify the actions that we're taking on a day-to-day basis as important or non-important and urgent or not urgent, right? So by knowing the end goal, right, at least knowing where we're heading, knowing where we're pointing our bow to shoot that arrow, by knowing that, we are then able to create time or slice time to the side to put in the work, put in action, that is going to help move us towards that, right? But if we don't know where we're moving towards, it's never going to work. So if you're one of those guys that doesn't know where you're moving, what direction you're going, what I would say is just pick one, right? Because it's dynamic. It can always change. You can always, uh, you know, you can want to be an artist and then uh halfway there you realize i want to be some sort of uh designer and then halfway there you realize you want to be uh you know a developer i'm just throwing things out there but the the essence of that is as we move in a certain direction right as we move towards the vision it becomes more and more clear as we get closer and yes you might have to pivot at some point in time but at the end of the day if you don't pick anywhere to go you're going to constantly be floundering Right. And you're going to constantly be focusing on what's right in front of you. You're going to be focusing on those things that are urgent, important, those huge fires. And you're going to be focusing on putting them out. And it's going to get to a point in life where it's shit. It's too late to focus on the vision. It's too late to decide what it is I truly want to do now. So now I would say I am no expert when it comes to um this time management matrix when it comes to these four quadrants and determining, you know, what things are what in my life. However, I do know that if you bring some intentionality to your schedule, that's more than just, you know, I'm doing this thing at this time. If you bring that intentionality of like, okay, this thing that has to be done falls under quadrant one, two, three, or four. Boom. So you know that. Right. And then you start to look at your day and then you see where am I spending? What percentage of time am I spending in each quadrant? I I call it a time audit. It is something that I think every single human being would benefit from. And maybe you're a guy that you're a master of your time already. Right. And you have your own system of doing it and it works for you. And you know exactly how you're spending all your time. Keep doing what you're doing. If it's working for you and you're moving closer to your vision and purpose. Now, if you're a guy like me that doesn't have that, this is a excellent, simple way to bring some more intentionality into your, your daily, monthly schedule. And by bringing this intentionality to it, you can essentially by putting this map or this rubric over your current way of spending time and doing things, you can then fine tune, adjust, and actually make massive steps towards the life you want to create. All right. Now, before I had this distinction, before I read the book, The Seven Habits, I had really no idea how I was spending my time. You know, I handled things as they came up. Um, I had some dreams. I had some goals. I had, you know, things that I aspired to. And, uh, you know, I had my habits that I like to do to relax and all that. But I really had no idea of how I was actually spending my time. And then I learned about this. And the first thing I did was didn't change anything of what I was doing. I just brought the intentionality to determine what was what. And by looking at that, I realized how much of a procrastinator I was being, 
right? I realized how much time I was spending in quadrant one and quadrant four, how much time I was just putting gas on the fire and, and just like the fire was stoked and I was constantly handling the, these huge fires that I had because I was putting things off. And then I would feel burnt out, defeated, completely exhausted. And the only thing I could do was sit on the couch and smoke weed and watch TV, right? Because I was so fucking burnt out and then wake up the next day and do the same thing over again. And after a while, I realized that things that were my dreams were always going to stay my dreams, right? They were always just going to be dreams, ideas, thoughts. Um, yeah. Things that would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice if I could uh, do that thing someday. It'd be nice if I could write a book someday. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be really cool if, uh, you know, one day I could own a home and have my family there. But I was never spending time in quadrant two. I was ne never spending time looking at things that were um, important, but not urgent. So once you look at your schedule, once you bust it out and see how you're spending your time, you'll probably find if you're like most people that quadrant two gets pushed off a lot, gets pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and then you never actually get to it. So I challenge you today, take a look at your schedule, do a time audit, determine out of all the actions that you're doing, does this fall into quadrant one, two, three, or four? Now, based on all the things you do, put a percentage to those things. How much percentage of time am I spending in quadrant one? How much time am I spending in quadrant two and three and four? And then from there, the idea is to spend as much time as possible in quadrant two, because that's actually going to create and actualize the vision that is going to be um, that is going to be the thing that is actually going to get you where you want to go. That's going to be putting the paint on the canvas and creating the masterpiece, which is your life. Right from there, you spend time in quadrant one, right? You want it to be a smaller percentage than quadrant two. However, it is there's always going to be things that are urgent and important. Sometimes they're the things we can't really plan for that come up and we got to handle them. So there's always going to be things in quadrant one. And we want to spend time there, just not as much time as quadrant two. And definitely not so much time that we're feeling burnt out, stressed, and just totally depleted from spending all that time there. Now, in order to not spend so much time in quadrant one, we have to plan ahead, right? We start to do things actually when they're still in quadrant two, right? When they're not urgent, but important, we start to do them there. And then we don't get to the point where it's at the deadline, at the buzzer beater that we got to make the thing happen, right? Quadrant three is an area that we want to spend definitely not as much time as the other two, right? We don't want to be prioritizing other people's uh, priorities over ours, right? To be, uh, again, we don't want to be prioritizing other people's priorities over ours. There's going to be times where other people's priorities are actually important to us. So we're going to focus on them and do them, right? But if we're constantly putting other people's priorities over ours, we're definitely never going to create the life that we want to create. Again, if you don't take a stand for yourself, who is going to? In quadrant four, you don't really want to go there. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to have to relax sometimes. There's, It's always good to have fun. But fun does not have to be something that is not important, not urgent, right? It, fun doesn't have to be something that is actually just a waste of time. Fun can feed you in other areas and then it actually ships over to quadrant two, right? So 
those are the four quadrants. There was a lot there. I highly recommend you read the entire book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, definitely check out chapter three, read it for yourself, Google it. There's a lot of great breakdowns on it and just see what fits for you and take action today and creating the life that you want to create. Because if you don't take action today, you're probably not going to take action tomorrow or the day after that. And it's going to get to the point where it's too late. It's going to get to the point where you don't have enough time to create the masterpiece, which is your life. That's all for today, folks. Until next time, much love. All right, fellas. So there it is. Time management. It is a essential tool for every single man. It is something that we must take action on, right? We must must take ownership of because if we're not the master of our time, we're never going to be the master of our destiny. So I hope there's something in here that that benefits you in some way, shape or form. I hope uh, you take a moment to check out the book, Seven Habits. And if you've already read it, I hope you reread chapter three or habit number three. And if you don't want to read the whole book, just read that one chapter. And if you don't want to read that one chapter, Google it, because there is going to be a breakdown that's um, a breakdown of that distinction that is going to really help give you practical tools that are set up to be able to alter your time management so that you can, again, create the life that you want to create. If you love the Rise Man podcast, make sure you leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Send an episode to a friend and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for checking in and for your support as always. Until next time, stay up.